Hi, everybody. Welcome to Don't Ignore the Nudge. This is the place where you get to hear extraordinary stories of ordinary people and how God has nudged them to either do something or not do something in their life and what happened because of it. My name is Corey Freeman, and I just wanted to get these stories out there. I hope you enjoy them as much as I do. So let's get started. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Don't Ignore the Nudge. We're recording this for Christmas Eve, Christmas Day, whenever you're going to be seeing this or watching this, Christmas Eve for the podcast drop and Christmas Day if you're in the Facebook group. And you know what, if you're seeing this in the Facebook group, comment down below what you're thankful for Christmas. You know, what are you thankful for at Christmas time with just everything? And I would love to see your responses. I just invited people to come on tonight. I, you know, I didn't give anybody very much notice, I will say. (laughs) And so I put it in the Facebook group. Hey, who wants to come in? And funny how on December 21st at dinner time, people would not necessarily be able to pop in. I, I'm just so shocked, but I do have Melinda Collier that was on a recent episode. It's just been a few weeks. So you guys will remember her story and She just came out with book number two, and I think you're going to come out with book number three or something, right? I am probably this summer. I'm hoping this coming summer. Yeah. That's my plan. So everybody who's listening has got to catch up and get um, book number one and book number two. So you're all caught up before book number three comes out. (laughs) (laughs) But anyway, I just uh, was asking people what they're thankful for, memories of Christmas or whatever you wanted to show that was on your mind. And you're sort of stepping next door to the church because uh, her husband's the pastor and, and the family's a little bit sick next door. So she kind of snuck next door and jumped on a zoom. <laughs> yeah. It, you know, and that's really handy to live next to a whole separate building. You have the keys to, so you can just come over here. And especially when it's the church, I mean, it's just silence and it's silence you don't get at home so that's that's oh, good yeah but I, w- I told as I was talking to you a little bit earlier I was talking to my husband just the other day about just how busy this time of year is and then with our sickness our trip back home got postponed we were actually supposed to be in Alabama oh, this week oh no so we've had to postpone that till the day after Christmas to head up there mm. now that everyone's kind of on the mend you know I don't want to say too much but <laughs> we're all kind of on the mend now um, and we were talking about just how busy things are and just the inconveniences. And um, then on the way over here, I got to reflecting on, you know, just Christmases in general and just how busy we are. And that's the first thing, unfortunately, I mean, and I'm a pastor's wife. I'll be one of the first one to tell you this. One of the first things I think of about Christmas is how busy it is. Mm. And I have to work. I mean, I have to make myself remember and make myself work and pray and be thankful for the reason for the season and for Christ's birth. And I think that's an attack on the enemy. I mean, I think it's prime time for that. Mm -hmm. Just the attack on the enemy, just to make us distracted. Because I mean, what else would he rather us do? Yeah, he wants us distracted. Right. And um, I actually sat down here at the piano and I do not play the piano. So I want no one making any kind of assumptions that I play the piano. (laughs) You could do one chord and then everybody would just assume that you know how to play the piano. You could just say, oh, I, I no. don't want to, I don't want to play right now. <laughs> yeah, and no, I'm good. It's okay. Um, <laughs> I don't want to embarrass anyone, you know, that's all. Um, but I'm sitting here just for the sake of comfort and somewhere to prop up my phone. But 
I look up and the song I see on the piano is called Open My Eyes That I May See. And the top of it actually says above the number, the topic is surrender, repentance, and commitment. Mm. And sitting here reading that, you know, that's what we need to do. We need to surrender our holiday. We need to surrender December. And December is hard for a lot of people, myself included. There's just a lot of loss, a lot of change associated with December for me. I know that's true for a lot of other people. Surrender all the past December. Surrender all the stuff that's going on right now. Repent of your sins. We've been sinning since January. We're going to keep on going and we got to, you know, get get right. I mean, it is what it is. Go ahead and repent and then commit to, do, you know, commit to doing better and commit to keeping the season for what it is. Mm-hmm. Now, if, you, if somebody weren't familiar with the word repent that's listening, what's a quick way of describing what repent means to you? Um, repent for me. So let's say I kick you in the toe. You would not be very happy with me. I would not be very happy if you did that to me. I can say, I'm sorry. And then I can kick you in the toe again. It didn't mean a whole lot. (laughs) If I said, I'm sorry. And I kick you again to repent means to turn away from, to quit. So if I Mm -hmm. repent from kicking you in the toe again, that means I'm not kicking you in the toe again. Right. It's done. It's a promise. A repent is a promise. And us as humans, we don't, we are not very good at making and keeping promises, but that's a promise to God to do that. So the repentance and commitment kind of go hand in hand in that. Right. And when you're, when you're, you know, I'm not going to say dealing with people, when you are being there for people in the church, what would you say the biggest, like, if a non-believer was mm-hmm. to have assumptions about what church is in December, what misconceptions would they have about, you know, thinking it's like rainbows and butterflies all the time? Um, I would think their assumptions would be us going through the motions and just these ceremonial practices more. They think mm-hmm. of, oh, well, church does these things in December because that's when their God is supposed to have had the sun and they put up all these things. I think it's, um, I think Christmas time itself, I mean, if, if you were to walk into any given church, it's not typically going to be a service that's going to draw people in because to them it's such a miracle that could never have happened. I mean, it's just so unbelievable. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense what I'm trying to yes. say? No, um, it totally does. I see what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. It, and it's interesting too, because every church is so different, but so many have, you know, going back to surrendering December. I mean, I remember the days when my kids were little, like little and they had, you know, Christmas performances at school and Christmas performances at church. And then they had choir or they had youth group or they had, there's so many extra activities and we do kind of lose sight of that. I mean, like right now, my, my thing is, um, you know, we had a, we had a recent birth in our family. And so I could say, oh, it's because of that, that I didn't get stuff done, but I didn't get it done. And it's not the reason why. And I kept putting it off, putting it off. And like, I saw this really funny meme that said, oh, I've got a month until Christmas. I've got a month until Christmas. I got a month until Christmas. And all of a sudden, oh my gosh, tomorrow is Christmas. You know, sometimes that's how I feel. Um, Not a lot because I've been pretty better. I've been a lot better over the years, but I got everything decorated. But this is the first year that I can remember that our tree died like fast. I don't know. It's a, it's a real tree, obviously. And usually it will last four, six, eight weeks, even, you know, I could get it at the beginning of November. If I really wanted to, it'll last that long. And this time it's died. And at first I was like, 
you know, I feel like I want to get another tree because the, you know, because it looks the way it looks, you know, I want it to look better. And I also mm-hmm. want it not to be a fire hazard to tell you the truth. I mean, it's crispy. It's crispy. And <laughs> we're only at the 21st. It's crispy. And my, wow. my one friend said, well, you know, can't you research it about how to make it better? And I go, no, 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 you don't understand. <laughs> it's like, it's a goner. It's gone. <laughs> you know, it's gone. But then in the, in the, in a way it was like, I had this thought when I saw it, when it was like, dad, I was the, you know, it's like, almost like, it's not the most important thing about, you know, it's not the most important mm-hmm. thing. It becomes the focal point of your house is the tree. And that's right. not the focal point mm-hmm. of Christmas. And so, you know, it's sort of, you know, it's neat because the new baby will be visiting and then the tree, which is not the main event will not be the main event anyway, because the baby in our house is going to be the main event. <laughs> Mm-hmm. which is the way it's supposed to be. And when you are going down there, what are some traditions you guys have for Christmas as far as faith-based, you know, traditions? As far as faith-based traditions yes. for, for well, some here people, at our church? Some people, well, either one. Some people read the Bible story with their family in the morning. Some people, you know, yeah. um, read things so, like before. So Philip will actually do that with the kids, usually the night before he'll go through it with them and we'll talk about it. Um, and then I think just in practice for me, and it's not even, I wouldn't call it the sit down tradition by any means, but it's um, leading up to it. I try to implement things in conversation during the day with my kids mm-hmm. and just throughout, especially December, or even just, you know, right after Thanksgiving. And we talk, I guess it starts at Thanksgiving because we'll talk about gratitude and things like that. And that leads up into December mm-hmm. and things that we should be thankful for, you know, as a savior is born. So I guess in not so many ways, that is a tradition, but it's a very casual one. And it's mm-hmm. one that we can bring up. I like to keep those conversations casual with my kids. So they're comfortable talking about it. Right. Right. So. But well, yeah, I, Philip reads the story, usually Christmas Eve. That's usually what he's been doing. That's cool. Yeah. And I know that they have a lot of things like the, uh, what do you call that? The, I know that they have a lot of things where they have like in the egg carton, where the egg carton has different, like little things and different things about the story, like the cross or the little crush or, uh-huh. you know, the crush. Yeah. crush. I can't say that crush. So, but um. I'm glad you popped on. I I'm going to go to Nate next. Um, he popped on. I don't know if you can see him, Melinda. Can you see him? I'm assuming you can. I don't. Let's see. Like I can make it gallery again. There he is. Can you see him? Probably. Um, Nate, you want to come on? I, he, Nate is actually our pop, my podcast editor and producer. And he is, um, I told him, I go, even though he's wearing a saint's outfit, he's wearing a saint's hat and a Jersey. And that means they're playing right now. So he's actually missing part of the game to be on here. So that's a good thing. (laughs) Well, probably God's going to bless us right now. I mean, it's the saints. Come on. (laughs) Yeah. See when the saints come marching home, is that you're saying? (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Oh man. Well, um, anyway, do you want to share about what Chris you're thankful for, for Christmas or what your, uh, a little Christmas, what your tradition is or anything about Christmas you'd like to share? Yeah, I think I'm just thankful for, you know, Christmas sharing and just connections. I think 
the holiday seasons in general just allows for a lot of connection and to be open and to hear other people's stories and to reflect on the year and you know set 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 yourselves up for the for the next year mm-hmm. and to go into the next year I would say like pure, like you're almost like leaving everything behind from 20, mm-hmm. we'll say like a renew, like some, it's almost yeah. like a little, a bit of a renewal. Yeah. It does feel like that. It's very spot on to me. It does. Yeah. Yep. Uh, and then, um, now you're a newlywed. Yes. I mean, it hasn't been all that long. So what traditions as far as you're starting up with your family at Christmas, um, or have you even figured that one out yet? Cause you know what? Sometimes those traditions come along when you have kids. <laughs> so that's when some of them happen. Yeah. We, we don't really have, um, any, our, our own, um, my family, usually what we'll do, um, uh, my, my like family I grew up with, like what we would do is we would open a, uh, one gift at midnight, uh, on New Year's Eve. And then, you know, you go to sleep and then wake up and uh, Santa's serving all the presents. (laughs) (laughs) I know. And then, and that's another thing. It's like, what point, I know there's a lot of people out there that are struggling with this. It's like, how do we do like the traditional stuff? And then there's a lot of Christians I know that dude, okay, now I'm going to warn you guys, if you have little kids in the car, you can shut it off. If you feel so led, I'll give you a couple (laughs) seconds here. But as far as some of the traditions like people have, as far as what happens, as far as presents and who brings them, and then where yeah, Jesus yeah. fits in, I know some people who do all kinds of interweaving, and I think that would be even more confusing. Like Melinda, how did how did your how did you guys do it with your kids? Like, did you just only only talk about Jesus and that's it, and did not, and then told them. Like, how did this work for you? Honestly, I looking back on it now, because my kids are 10, 9, and 4, about to be 5. Looking back on it, I think my husband and I would agree that while the Santa thing has been fun, I kind of wish we hadn't have focused on that so much, which I think it's fun and I've enjoyed. I love doing it with them. I think it's a fun time. But I think just kind of like what you and I were talking earlier about just losing sight of what's important. I think that's been a difficult one to tackle, but especially once you've had your older two and then you have the youngest one coming along, I I can't just take away Santa. (laughs) I've already done this with the other two and they still believe in Santa. So what do you do? Yeah. Um, Well, Nate, Nate just now, I don't know if you can see him, but as you were saying, keeping Jesus the main main thing, Nate was like nodding his head, like, yes, yes. You know, so Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think that we made sure that, you know, the kids knew this is the reason, you know, this is the, this is not just a reason, this is the reason for it. And then it was like, it it was like extra stuff, but it will be interesting to see my own kids try to, you know, tackle this one, you know, because we all have had those relatives that the little kid came to Sunday school and told everybody, yeah, that, you know, this is not true. (laughs) This is not true. And then you're like, Oh no, you know, <laughs> it's like, well, it's, it's so funny. Some uh, really good friends of ours that go to church with us here. Um, they've got four girls and not, they've never done Santa in their house. Like that's never been a thing. So for them, they're like, oh yeah, Santa, wink, wink, nod, nod. That's cool. <laughs> I mean, like I said, I, in hindsight, as much as I've enjoyed it, I kind of wish we hadn't have done that to some degree, but I mean, I they do know, they know the reason for the season and we do talk about it and stuff, but 
yeah, it's going to be a fun one to navigate. I'll say that. <laughs> right. And Nate, I'll come back to you and then I'll let you go to your uh, Saints, back to your Saints game, even though I have a hard time with the Saints because my husband is very much, I don't know if I've ever shared this on the podcast. I'm a big, I'm a big football person. I don't, I don't watch any TV except NFL. And so my husband, I, it took me 28 years to get him to watch football with me. And when I finally did, he wanted to start watching a team that meant something to him. And his family is from Minnesota. So back in the day when Favre, Brett Favre was quarterbacking, they were ready to go to Super Bowl and stuff. And the whole bounty by your lovely coach at the time, he got, he actually lost a year of coaching. He couldn't coach for a year because the lovely Saints coach knew that they were putting bounties out on Brett Favre. So I've always had a hard time because they took him out. I mean, they took, they took a lot of people out that day, but anyway, so that's, that's, I digress, but I will come back to you. <laughs> I'll ignore that you're wearing the Saints. I like the Saints. Okay. Um, now it's been a long time. When you think of Christmas, as far as the busyness, what do you, or you and Christine do to take a breath, slow down? Cause I know you're in the health space too with a lot of your stuff you do. So in a lot of the podcasts you produce and edit and other things you're involved in your background, your physical therapy. So when you're thinking about slowing down physically, mentally, and you're, you could give people some tips about what to do to slow the mind and the body down at this time of the year. So they can enjoy the reason for the season. What would you share with them? I think first and foremost, uh, is your breath. Um, I, it controls everything that we, we do, you know? Um, so just, if you're able to just inhale for five seconds and then just exhale for, for another five seconds and just allow yourself to feel that breath. And then, you know, you can even go further if you are, um, you know, religious with it and you can do a prayer during that and mm-hmm. it just grounds you. It, it feels great. The other thing that I do is like, I still like, I, I listen to sermons in the mornings that help kind of like set my day mm. up and it's mm-hmm. like, cool. Okay. Now I'm good. Mm-hmm. Um, so I would just try to make sure you're like sticking to your teens and just know like it's, it's going to be chaotic and just know what, what is your ceiling? So say if like I go to the gym five, five days a week. Okay. That's my ceiling. So what is my floor? Okay. My floor maybe is like two to three. Mm-hmm. If I get two to three in a week, I'm good. Mm-hmm. I, had, I had a fantastic week, especially during the holiday season. Right. So just try to figure that out with your, uh, anything you're doing, you know, um, your work, I don't know. Your don't home know life, everything. Yeah. Your home life. Yeah. Yeah. That's just great advice. Ceilings in the floor. Ceilings in the floor. That's really good. That's true. Cause It's like, if you can control your breath, just breathing and the oxygen, everything calms you down, brings that cortisol down. And then as far as knowing the floor and the ceiling, it's basically setting expectations for yourself. So you don't overdo it. You didn't catch this, but at the beginning of this episode, I was talking to Melinda and she's in the church right now, next door to her home, because that's the quiet place to take, but also because her family is everybody's been sick. (laughs) So, so she needs to keep her strength up so she doesn't get sick again. I'll say again, because you, I think you said you did fall down to it, right? Yep. She Mm -hmm. was, she was affected. So um, that's really good to know as far as what expectations you set, as far as you're overdoing it. 
but well, thank you for coming on, Nate. I'll let you get back to the um, game. <laughs> I'll talk to you soon. Thank you for all you do. All right. Have a good one. Thank you. Bye. Bye. And I was just going to say, while Melinda's still on, I was just going to say, you know, I'm just so, I get, I kind of carry through in my mind thankfulness, like you said, from Thanksgiving on through. It, it doesn't really stop because you start that practice of, being thankful and grateful at Thanksgiving. And then in December, you just start being thankful for everything God's giving you. And, you know, the more I read, you know, right now I'm in, cause I'm, I read the Bible through, um, in the, this is one of the years I was able to read the whole Bible through front to back and I'm, I'm on track. I'm so proud of myself. Cause it's like, it's a lot. And, uh, I've got like, you know, just nine days left or 10 days left. And, one of the things I'm reading is in revelation is still talking about how God was in the beginning. And I, and I read something the other day, it said, Jesus didn't start in the manger. Jesus was from the foundation of the world. So mm -hmm. that was a good reminder to me because so many times we think, oh, well on Christmas, Jesus was born, but people don't realize Jesus was there with God in the very beginning with the spirit. And it, it, and it, it says it multiple times in the Bible, not just the old Testament, not just the new Testament. It, it's right. both. It's all over. And especially in revelation, I was really surprised the other day when I was reading some things, I was like, Oh, wow. That it's, it's a, not another reminder at Christmas time that it didn't start. It didn't start at the manger, you know? I mean, mm -hmm. it started our salvation and, and us being saved. Yes. But as far as, you know, the Jesus's birth is not what is not what made him come about. Let's put it that way. Right. And for humanly knowledge. Yeah, sure. It started there. But I mean, in the reality and the truth of it, you're right. No, like it was all it was there in the beginning. It was right. all there. It was. Mm -hmm. Yep. Preordained. So. Anyway, I'm glad you came on. I just wanted to do this where it's a little bit of a something a little bit different for Christmas and uh, I'll have to figure out something to do for New Year's, but I love it. It's short and sweet and it, you know, I'm just able to thank you guys that are listening to these episodes. Some of you are very, <laughs> I use the word religious. You're very religious listeners. <laughs> You're very, you know, very uh, <laughs> regular listeners. And uh, I found out, I posted the other day in the Facebook group, all the different countries, like 23 countries and 47 episodes this year. And I think over 6,500 downloads this year, something, something like that. that. Yeah. yeah. And I was looking at it like, you know what? There's some people that have in one episode, they have, you know, tens of hundreds of thousands of people listening or, you know, listening in. And I'm like, you know what, even if it was just five, it would make me so happy because I know that the stories that those people heard were the stories that God wanted them to hear. So if, exactly. you're, if you're here tonight or today and wherever you are, and you're listening to this, just know that God wanted you to hear this for some reason, whether it's to hear Nate talk about breathing, whether it's Melinda talking about surrendering December, whether it's me talking about, you know, the podcast and, and how much I'm thankful for you, but just know that each time you listen to anything, God is in it, you know? So I would just encourage you to stay close to Christ and just, I hope the rest of the year, you know, you're going to be listening to this on the 25th, 26th. So I hope the next five days 
are amazing. And I'll be giving you guys another episode on Christmas Eve. And I've got another one already locked in for January 7th. So here's to 2024. And but before that happens, let's just try our hardest to focus on the reason for the season, Jesus's birth, and him bringing us salvation through that. I mean, the ultimate gift, it's just picturing giving up a child is just, I, I can't, I just can't imagine the love that God had for us that he would allow and give us that gift. So I'm just thankful. And thank you so much for being here, Melinda. I really appreciate you. Oh, I've enjoyed it. All right. Well, until next time, everybody, may the Lord bless you and keep you. Thanks for being here.